Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. In this podcast, Doug reminds us that the kingdom of God is built on relationships and how we can impact our generation and world in crisis. We cannot battle alone. We need one another. After the episode, consider leaving a review and follow us on your favorite streaming service. The book Mending the Net is referenced in this episode and is available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. If you've gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer. In the late 1990s, Pastor Jack Hayford invited me to come speak to a group of pastors and leaders and business leaders in Southern California at the time called Love L.A., It was very humbling that Jack Hipper would invite me to come speak to all these wonderful and great leaders that I highly respected. During those meetings, he looked over to a publisher who said, you need to get Doug's message out, in which the publisher said, well, we'd love to get Doug's message out. Again, being quite humbled by this gesture, I thought to myself, and then I said to Pastor Jack Hayford, Pastor Hayford, no one's going to read my book unless you write the foreword to the book in which so graciously Pastor Jack Hayford agreed to write the foreword to my book, in which the book was finally published in the latter part of 2001. That book was just recently republished under the title Mending the Net, Bringing Hope in a Hurting World. And I believe the message in 2022 is far more important than even when we first published it in 2001. In this new version, I've added some additional chapters to contextualize the message from 20-something years ago to where we are today. Let me share a few of those thoughts that I believe are prophetic in nature, and not so much giving prophecies, but in prophetic nature, meaning it's a prophetic word and challenge to us if we're going to impact this generation. One of the things we've coined over the years is, while men reach for thrones to build their own kingdoms, Jesus reached for a towel to wash men's feet. While we pursue exalted and high places, Jesus, the exalted one, left his highest place to pursue us. If we're going to impact our generation and world that's in turmoil and crisis and going through such difficulties, we need to have a purpose greater than ourselves. In fact, I believe with all that's going on in the world today, we've got to come to the realization and the principle that what needs to be done cannot be done alone. We cannot do this alone. We need one another. I like what Pastor Joe McKeever wrote, and I believe it can apply to any of us, not just to pastors. He said, the four-year-old who says, I can do it by myself, has a lot in common with the typical pastor. Pastors are notorious for their Lone Ranger approach to ministry. It's what I call the number one failure of 90% of pastors. They prefer to do it alone, he said. And listen to this quote by the late Scottish pastor Robert McShane who said, there is nothing more deceitful than your estimate of your own strength. Wow. When we all recognize that what God has called us to do is too big for any one of us, then we'll finally be ready for God to use us. One of our board members, Pastor Paul Tan of City Blessing Churches, was feeling overwhelmed one day as he considered the huge responsibility of reaching cities for Christ all over the world. As he cried out to the Lord, Paul sensed the Lord saying to him, If it's not too big for you, then you don't need me. Indeed, God will never give us a mission that we can accomplish without His help or the help of our brothers and sisters. Throughout my book, Mending the Net, Bringing Hope in a Hurting World, 
I shared about the importance of spreading the net, washing the net, mending the net, and then being cast together by the Lord so that we can bring in a greater harvest together. There's something about being part of something greater than ourselves. For decades, I've said the kingdom of God is built on relationships, first with God, then with one another. And the degree of influence that we have in this generation or leave for the next generation is determined on the level or degree of those relationships with God and with one another. You see, with one fishing pole, I can catch a fish. But as a mended net, we can be cast together and do a whole lot more together and bring a lot more fish or a greater harvest than by ourselves. In the final chapter of my book, Mending the Net, I talk about expanding and spreading the net. So we've already spread the net, washed the net, we've mended the net, the net is cast. But it's now time for us to expand and spread the net to a greater measure of harvest or fruitfulness. I remember Luke chapter 9, verse 6, it says, So they departed and went through towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. I remember when we first started our Somebody Cares Houston Citywide Outreach Campaign, we had no aspirations of becoming an international organization. In fact, we were just a handful of people with a passion for God and a compassion for souls connecting with others in our city who had like minds and like hearts. Our first official chapter outside of the greater Houston area we called Somebody Cares Tampa Bay that started in June 1997. In response to growing interest from many of our existing relationships across the nation and around the globe, we formed what was called Somebody Cares America, an international network. So what is Somebody Cares? Somebody Cares America and Somebody Cares International have become a coalition and a network of organizations and churches impacting communities through prayer initiatives, compassion outreaches, training and responding in times of crisis, as well as encouraging and equipping leaders globally. From Houston, Texas to the four corners of the world, from urban to foreign missions, and from inner cities to unreached people groups, we want to impact communities by helping them to transform lives through united efforts of prayer, tangible expressions of Christ, and community transformations through kingdom collaborations. We've seen chapters, centers, partner ministries, and organizations launched across our nation and around the world, along with other ministries birthed from relationships and the Somebody Cares DNA. While they may look different because the needs and the dynamics in their communities are different, many have gleaned from and incorporated the basic tenets of the Somebody Cares blueprint. By using the principles in this book and the things that we've shared around the globe, the influence of the net that works has expanded through cities, communities, and nations around the world. You see, when we come together seeking God's strategy and power, there will be amazing fruit that is born. Onlookers will see something we never could have accomplished without the Lord and each other together. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. This is a blueprint for any ministry vision. We must reach our local communities, our Jerusalem, then we reach other parts of the nation, our Judea, From there, we take the kingdom to neighboring countries, our Samaria, and then to the rest of the world, the end of the earth. The same kingdom principles work everywhere. As we faithfully follow the Lord, our fig trees will be full. Our nets will bring in a great catch without breaking. It is harvest time, and from every seed that dies, we can expect a great crop. Proverbs 14.25 is a great reminder to us. It says that a true witness rescues lives or saves souls. We are in a time where there are many in the valley of decision around the world, and they need to see true witnesses working together 
and rescuing lives together. Just as the vineyard owner in the Bible gave the keeper a season to nurture his fig tree, we've been given a window, I believe, of opportunity to fulfill God's purposes for this generation. It seems darkness is growing darker, and the light, though, is getting brighter. Romans 5.20 is a great reminder to us. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. You see, together we can commit ourselves to God's purposes and prepare people for His coming. This is our privilege and it's our calling. I'd like to leave you with some final thoughts on today's podcast, especially when there are so many experiencing stress, anxiety, and even fear over the seeming uncertainties in their lives. During troubled times, I like to share this word from Jesus. In Luke 21, verse 12 and 13, he says, They will lay hands on you and persecute you, but it will turn out for you as an occasion or opportunity for your testimony. Wow! Listen to this piece. In the midst of all the turmoil and the challenges of Luke 21, verse 13, he says, But it shall be an occasion or opportunity for your testimony. Wow! Matthew 5.16 is another reminder. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and bring glory to your Father in heaven. You see, together we have this opportunity to be the mended net or mending the net and bringing hope in a hurting world. Let us not miss the windows of opportunity to be the gospel of good news. And rather than hiding away in our holy huddles, may we recognize that we can be a tangible expression of Christ to those all around us in our communities, cities, and around the world. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 34 and 35, My food, he said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. I will tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. What is he saying? Look up from your own two feet and look up and see the fields are ripe and white unto harvest. The only thing that can satisfy the longing in our hearts and souls is to do the will of God and to finish his work. And to do so, we need to get our eyes off our own two feet or shoes and look up. Look up and see that the fields are ripe and ready and white unto harvest. Look up from our circumstances and our situations and see the harvest before us. We are all called to be like the Good Samaritan, giving our time and resources to preach the gospel and heal the sick. See, the harvest is out there. But as Leonard Ravenhill used to say and used to remind me, the laborers are still too, too few. It's so true. The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are too, too few. The only way for us to reach the world is for us to partner together in mending and casting the net. Luke 5 verse 6 and 7 said, They caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners and the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so they began to sink. While so many fish were being caught that it took the neighbors or partners to work together. Let's mend the net so we can be the net that works and bringing in a mighty harvest together. Remember what Jesus said about the good Samaritan and speaking to a lawyer of the day? He said, go and do likewise. What's he talking about? It says in Luke chapter 10, verse 36 and 37. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, being the lawyer, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. Jesus is telling us here that we are all called to be good Samaritans. We are all called to reach out to a hurting world and show them God's mercy and grace and love by being the tangible expression of Christ to the world around us. If we stay low in a posture of humility, 
and draw near, stay close to the Lord, to his presence, and incline our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us today, we can be the bearers of good news, the gospel of good news to a world of bad news around us. If we're going to see lasting impact in our generation as the church, then we should first be the tangible expression of the gospel, be willing to bring the gospel of good news to the many who desperately still need it, and have a passion to broadcast and proclaim good news in and through our lives. In a world of daily negative news, may we be the bearer of eternal good news, the gospel of good news. Let's be it, bring it, and broadcast it by the way you and I reflect and represent the Lord in our lives. Yes, as Jesus reminds us in Luke chapter 9, verse 2, preach the kingdom of God. And he tells us in Luke chapter 9, verse 6, preaching the gospel of good news and healing everywhere you go. I pray that today's podcast has been an encouragement to you. And if you would like to read more of the stories or hear more of the stories about the incredible testimonies of people around the world that have connected with us through Mending the Net, we also call the Net That Works. It's not just passing out business cards. It's not just about networking. We're talking about a net that works, really working together, being mended together, being cast together, being collaborative together, because we know the kingdom of God is built on relationships. If you want to read some more of these stories, go to our somebodycares.org website, or you can actually email us at somebodycares at somebodycares.org and request the last chapter of my book, Mending the Net, the chapter called Expanding and Spreading the Net. I'd love to give you a copy of that. I'll give you a digital copy just so it'll encourage you. Read some more of the stories of individuals and ministries all across America and around the world that have connected together as a part of this net that works. Let's labor together and let's look up, be watchful, for our redemption draws nearer than ever before. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.